My name is Chris Spaggs, and I'm on a quest to stack up every NFL team at random in Underdog Fantasy's Best Ball Mania 4 tournament for $3 million. You can see that I have the wheel ready to go here. We are going to spin 26 teams left on the board. We'll find out which one is coming up here as I spin the wheel and make the deal. Packers. Ooh, I love this one. Uh, another team. I think the sound gets muffled when it's applauding my pick here. But the Packers are officially today's spag stack. We'll probably do a double header, but uh, we'll see how it goes here. Of course, we'll see if the like button has hit an adequate amount. Uh, let me also pull up the underdog screen here. A little bit slow, but the draft is going already. So draft starting in a minute. I'm in the 101 spot. That's perfect because I'm stacking Packers, so I'll get some Week 17 correlation from the jump here to Justin Jefferson. Uh, let me put the banner up. Packers. Oh, Pack Go. That's what we say around here. Jordan Love, the new Aaron Rodgers. Hey, cheeseheads. Let's all draft some Packers. This is, that's not a bad impression, right? I think that's okay. That Justin Jefferson, he's up to no good against our good old hackers. Go, hack, go. <laughs> I hope that's good. I hope nobody, hope I'm not offending the random passersby from Wisconsin who go, that's not, that's not how we talk. We're actually just like a big hunk of cheese in their mouth. That's not how we talk. <laughs> yep, one-on-one, baby. You have any words of encouragement for a guy who accidentally drafted Anthony Richardson at pick 78 yesterday? He was in my queue and I timed out. Uh, let me speaking of, let me just draft Justin Jefferson here for the sake of moving this draft along. Um, a, that's where he should be going. I think he should be going ahead of uh, Deshaun Watson and some of those guys in terms of just with the ceiling outcomes, what I think those guys can do when you need it the most in week 17, of course, where all the big money is in best ball. But I think that's really the main thing. Um, right now, the FUD is kind of occurring for Anthony Richardson. He's not taking uh, the first team reps, at least in the practices that are there for the media. Even Shane Sykin has said in quotes that uh, we might be doing the inverse on days you're not here. So I think let's not read too much into it now. Obviously, you see Bryce Young elevating on the Panthers depth chart. You want to see Richardson be on that same trajectory, but he might be a guy that just doesn't win the job until preseason. And I think that's something that you got to get some comfort with because, you know, frankly, I'm comfortable with the idea of just him even missing the first 10 weeks and being ready to go for week 17. Um, but, you know, maybe you do try to pair him with a better quarterback than you might have otherwise. Uh, might be the worst depression ever. I'm offended. I'm from New York. I guess you don't know then how people from Wisconsin sound would be what I would assume. Uh, Big Cat is offended. I mean, he's not from Wisconsin, but he did go there for college. But I, I would hate to offend Big Cat, one of the few good guys over. I'm not with a few. There's a lot of good people over there. Shouldn't. A lot of people on both sides of that aisle who are great. Danny DeVito in this draft, by the way, uh, presumably the real Danny DeVito. Of course, it's always sunny uh, back this week. Watched the first two episodes, I guess, that came out as a doubleheader uh, with the wife yesterday. So check that out. Great viral marketing for Danny DeVito, of course, uh, a man who I'm sure is just grinding the underdog streets like the rest of us, perhaps for the first time because he doesn't have a badge yet, uh, though he did change his avatar. So that's how you know uh, Danny DeVito really cares about the best ball community. See, Nate saying he lives in Wisconsin. I'm pretty close. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate. If I could give you a super chat for that, I would. If I could give you a gold star, there should actually be a way for me to give commenters gold stars and be like, yeah, you're one of the good ones. I have been looking a little bit more into like 
uh, making a community thing here just so people can have like custom emojis and whatever. And I don't know, private streams. I don't think people need private streams. Um, but I don't know. I've been thinking about it a little bit more. So at this rate, how much I think about it, it'll get done at some point in 2024, <laughs> give or take. Where does new? It's always sunny stream on uh, Hulu. FX is on Hulu. So all the FX shows, Snowfall is on there. Uh, those are all on Hulu. Glad to promote here. Glad. Uh, go, go to Hulu.com. Use promo code. No, don't use it. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work there. So the Packers, though, uh, the good news about the Packers is not a lot of guys early. Um, the tough part about the Packers is that Aaron Jones, certainly a player I'm sure you guys might like at the current ADPs. I've taken here and there. I don't mind him. That said, if you draft him, it's not really a flag plant for getting Jordan Love and some of the other guys later. Obviously, Christian Watson's a guy that I'm probably going to have to reach for here, uh, which I showed. Again, did it on a stream with Pete, I think, on Tuesday. No problem reaching for Christian Watson when you are that uh, the 101 here because you're not going to have him come back at 48 and 49. So we are going to reach for Christian Watson here in one of these picks, 24 or 25 coming up. Dave is great. Little Dicky is a very funny guy and uh, like a brilliant auteur. Uh, this season was really good. Uh, very much enjoyed it. Watched all the episodes as well. Um, very, very clever show um, that I, I've enjoyed a lot over the last few years. And we and we can watch this a couple and uh, the wife likes it too. But she has a pretty good sense of humor and stuff. Not, <laughs> women are funny too, guys. Get over it. Mm -mm. Dustin wants a gold star. The gold stars are in hot commodity already. Markets are a brewing. People looking for gold stars. Interesting too. No QBs taken yet. And as Pete has pointed out in some of our streams, when a lot of badges are here, uh, the QBs will fall quite a bit. I think because of people not a not feeling the values there necessarily, uh, or also just they don't want to necessarily take the QB if they don't have a guy stacked with them. Um, so something pretty interesting to note with uh, just seeing a bunch of badges in a room and what you can do potentially uh, with one of those Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen's, or of course uh, Patrick Mahomes is. All right, on the clock here. As we talked about, I am I am the person, I am the hot dog car man steaming up Christian Watson. So I'm just going to put him in the queue here. That's going to be one of my picks. And then what else can we do with this? I mean, we are taking Jordan Love, but we have no parts of Philly, no parts of KC. Um, I don't think I want an elite QB here. I think this is going to be another classic spot where I force myself to take DK Metcalf just because... Uh, that's the way that that'll go for me always whenever I have a zero RB team and I'm in the spot and I go, I don't like any of these running backs that much. I just take DK Metcalf. So that's what we're doing here. But Christian Watson, I'm driving up the ADPs for everybody. <laughs> so if you wonder why he's going to be uh, steadily in the mid thirties coming up, it's because I take him at the turn every time I get the one-on-one. Holy scroll. Are we talking about the literal Holy Scrolls? Are you here to preach the good word? I don't know what scrolling I was doing. Was I doing weird scrolling? Sometimes you got to do some weird scrolling to get the picks you want. But something I think also got weird on the screen there where it moved me to like a different, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Underdog UX though, usually uh, beyond the reproach. So not probably on my end. Uh, Lou and Brew going with the no wide receiver start here, which could be tough in this room. Guys like Nate, I know, uh, will eventually pound receiver here. Um, but I guess, honestly, not, well, let's see what these guys do here. Because if we end up with one, two, three, four, zero RB teams, Lewinbrew is going to be in a tough spot. Nate's going to have to dig out a little bit there. Um, that is one of the values I think that could happen potentially is that uh, these guys are going to have to go to wide receiver at some point, and hopefully I'll be able at running back by that point. Spags to Reacher. Again, the logic here is that Watson is not coming back. So Metcalf obviously reached a little bit for that one, but 
I don't really care at this point. Like, A, I have the confidence in my sort of player picking ability, whether you, you know, whether you want to agree with it or not. Um, I certainly feel like I am justified with my access to data and the amount of time that I've been putting in on this stuff uh, since January, joyfully. But um, I think for me too, it's also just, you know, anytime you get these pairings that you can't get otherwise, I've re uh, reached before for Lamar and Mark Andrews together because you can't get that one naturally. I think it's still something that people miss sometimes. And especially for a week 17 correlation, strongest week 17 correlation is going to be for Justin Jefferson and Christian Watson out of that Minnesota Green Bay game. So put it all together, baby. We're, we're in Christian Watson at 24 season. Last season, you did DK DFS football slates. You're going to add underdog football dailies this year. I don't, um, so I prefer playing for DFS on DraftKings. I do like the Battle Royale format, but I don't think the content audience is there quite as much. Um, obviously, the Badge Bros guys are doing a great job, you know, doing what they can with that sort of lane. Um, but for us, I think it's still more of an appeal to do DraftKings and, you know, both as players and I think as content creators. So that's still my main focus, but it's possible. Like if, if you guys want it enough and there's enough of an, an audience there, um, I think for the most part, though, I would want to see the prize pools go up for the battle royales. Like to me, they have to at least be in that 50 to 100 K range if they really want to compete with DraftKings and for people's dollar as well, like week to week. Um, and I know a lot of guys in our community have had a lot of success. Like I always point to Paul as one of those guys who just absolutely crushed uh, short gamer. I think had some good success as well. There's been a lot of guys who I think did really well with battle royales that it might be worth doing more content around. Um, I just, you know, you want to go where the money is for the most part, if you're doing any sort of YouTube content. Um, Tyler Lockett still proceeds to surpass expectations after JSN arrives. Should be surprised at this point. I'm not crazy about Tyler Lockett, and I do have a little bit of an anti old guy thing. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett's certainly getting older, but JSN is just such an electric player that I don't know how you don't force the ball to him a little bit more. We've kind of seen it in some of the clips from OTAs and minicamp so far, getting downfield, uh, creating some good value as well in terms of what, what he did EPA wise in college. Uh, not so much this past year where he barely played, but the year that he was really good in 2021. So JSN to me is one of those guys that I just think has to eat off these guys' plates a little bit. And Metcalf is, you know, certainly a similar player to Lockett fantasy wise. But I think really JSN, if he's going to eat off of one of those guys' plates, it's probably Lockett a little bit more just because Metcalf and Gino, a little bit more of a connection. Metcalf, more of a big body guy who's going to make different plays than a Lockett or a JSN would. Um, so I think to me, JSN is probably the best pick out of that duo of him and Lockett by a good margin. Obviously, the ADP say that as well. I think what 10 minute is doing here too, probably the best way to handle it, even at JSN and lock at 15%. So I think that's something somebody was asking in the, one of the comments about like the Miami running back situation. And obviously that'll get blown up if they somehow get Dalvin cook. I don't think that's going to happen. Let me make my picks here and I'll go back to Miami running backs. Uh, all right. Oh, okay. This is interesting. So we got Hawkinson here. I think that's a nice pick. Uh, we're going to really go heavy on Minnesota green Bay, which is fine. And, um, the Michael Pittman of it all does seem <laughs> does seem pretty appealing to my AR loving brain. I hear the jersey whispering here next to me. Uh, 15 seconds on the clock. Justin Fields slightly past ADP. I take so much AJ Dillon that I am going to take Aaron Jones here and hope that he can hang on one more year of relevancy. So we are heavy, heavy Minnesota Green Bay, but we're doing a Packers stack. So let's let's do it that way. Um, so what somebody's asking about was like how much of, you know, is Raheem Mostert at 25% too much with kind of the thesis of like just draft any Miami running back and hope that one of them will bubble up. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, but I would say what I would shoot for more is like 30 to 40% combined of Devin A. Chain, of Raheem Mostert and of Jeff Wilson. And you're kind of doing that on a sliding scale where I would take uh, 
I'd honestly probably evenly prioritize Mostert and Wilson, but I would highest prioritize Devin A. Chain just because he's the youngest. He's a guy that has had volume in college, obviously a speedster, obviously a guy they wasted some draft capital on this year. Um, but I think to me, it's like you get a combined amount of 30 to 40% for those kind of ambiguous situations if you can. This team is sick. Thank you. Pittman stinks. Pittman does not stink. Pittman has had bad QBs. You gave him bad situations. He's Philip Rivers and fucking Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. That's not fair to grade a guy on. And, and he was still competent and still produced with those guys at QB. So I think that's where I would disagree. Um, Pittman is in a nice spot. It just, it matters too. Like, honestly, if Minshew starts the year, that's not bad for Pittman either. Like Pittman's going to get probably even more targets, more accurate targets and more in his kind of range targets. So the tough part here is I do have three receivers start, but uh, again, receivers going heavy. This guy, Brandon here going five receivers. And this is something too, if you are going to take receivers and go zero RB this aggressively, you probably take one more here in the sixth round. And then you stop at least stop for, you know, 15 rounds or something. Uh, not 15 rounds, but you know, like 10 rounds or something um, until the 15th round. Cause basically you're spending so much capital here that you then want to go on a QB run or a running back run or whatever the case may be. Um, but that's something too, that I've been doing a little more of is like, I'll take six receivers and then sometimes I'll take a luxury seventh. If I feel like the build works and usually it does. Um, See so here, like if he takes more than Lockett, I think he's making a mistake, but if he quits right now, um, I think it's a pretty good start for a team, even though, you know, the player take of it all. I'm not crazy about all the guys he selected. Glad to hear this. I'm at 25% Pittman and BBM. Not even a strong player take. He's just been that wide receiver. Always there in that range. Um, I will tell you right now, guys, uh, my highest exposed player in BBM before this draft. Obviously, this will knock down a little bit. Uh, Michael Pittman is my highest exposed player now because of me always taking him to set up the AR stack or you know, just taking him because he is in that range where I don't love Chris Goblin, don't love a lot of those guys. Uh, Michael Pittman, I'm now at 34%. AR, I'm at 33%. So we'll see. We'll see. AR is tempting for me right now because I think you should buy the dip while people are a little bit afraid of what's going on in minicamp and OTAs. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. AR, I don't think is going to align for this particular draft. Maybe the next one, though. So here, the jersey. The jersey's always nearby, guys. I'm always ready to make out with it when I need. But I think the jersey's kind of mad at me right now. I'm cheating on the jersey for Jordan Love and uh, potentially Kirk Cousins as well. Rather take Alec Pierce. I think that's so. I think you guys aren't necessarily wrong, but that's like the chalk take. So that's why you're going to be in a boat with a lot of people. That's why, to me, you take a guy like Pittman and hope that that can work out. Um, I am on the clock here, though. Uh, boy, running back is this is a really nice spot for J.K. Dobbins. I don't want to get too caught in the avalanche, but Dobbins at 72 is pretty crazy. I love him as a player this year. Um, who else is going to make sense here? Pittsburgh guys are gone, which I was hoping Pickens might have fallen to me, but Nate's takes them right before. Um, for that correlation with DK Metcalf, it's not there. I am going to reach for Quentin Johnston. I just think he's undervalued still, and he is the guy that if I do run into a wide receiver avalanche in this range, I'm willing to reach for Quentin Johnston just because I think the upside's there. I think the offense is there. A lot of great reports so far about uh, both him, you know, somewhat in camp. Uh, but also just the offense being a little more explosive and downfield because of the fact that they now have changed offensive coordinators to Kellen Moore. Um, and last year they were really inhibited by Joe Lombardi and what he was doing. Um, just a lot of short throws that were not uh, probably Justin Herbert's strength. Also should point out Alex Madison here going at 61. So 
Um, I don't need a Minnesota running back, though. It would have been nice to have gotten him, uh, you know, in the 70 range. But I've seen Madison go in the 35 range. I know that there were some screenshots. I think Sam Chowdhury from FTN uh, posted one of uh, Madison going 103 in a draft. I would, I would say to me, he should be going in this this range overall, like the Jones to Sanders kind of range would be where I'd feel comfortable taking him. Um, but obviously, I didn't reach for him in the the 49 spot. I have plenty of AR and Pittman stacks too, but not excited about them. Get excited. Get excited. Um, I don't know. Pittman hasn't played much yet in camp. So because like he's coming off a hip injury, and I think he also had his third child, um, which Jesus Christ. Um, it, maybe it's not his third. Somebody had a third child recently, but some like God, the idea somebody has one child, uh, a third child really seems like a bridge too far. Even two right now feels like, ugh, how much do I want to, <laughs> how much do I want this uh, sanity level to drop? Elijah Mitchell, my highest exposed through 19. I like that. I mean, Elijah Mitchell's going to have a role, though. He's been a little bit banged up. Surprise, Elijah Mitchell's been banged up so far in minicamp and all that. And apparently Jordan Mason making a nice showing as well. Uh, they've also had some talk about Tyrion Davis-Price and Jordan Mason being more involved in the pass game this year just because they don't want to tip off what those guys are doing every time they're out in the field. If Obviously, if they're out there, the assumption would be that they're going to run the ball as opposed to when McCaffrey's out there. Um, but that's something that they've been, uh, the athletic has been talking about. So it's again, my ongoing quest to read every athletic article throughout the entire off season. Um, sometimes you do get some tidbits like that, that are helpful and not that you should take Jordan Mason or anything, but, um, there are ways they can go. If Mitchell fucking gets hurt for the umpteenth time. Maybe just letting getting lucky with draft position by 22% Tyreek kill. That is a lot of Tyreek. Um, I think I have a lot of Tyreek as well. I'm actually going to check that here since we got a while before I pick. Uh, Tyreek, I am at 12%. I really thought I had more in BBM. I must have a lot in the puppy, um, but I have a lot of Baltimore, Miami. So I support Tyreek. I think this is going to be another year of Miami being great. Um, some fun clips going around. Again, we talked about big cat earlier over at Barstool. Uh, pardon my take on a nice interview with, jo- uh, with Mike McDaniel talking about, uh, just a, uh, hey, the clip that I saw was him talking about him vaping on the sideline during the Buffalo game last year. Um, but it seemed like a fun interview. Um, and Mike McDaniel, I, I think is charming. Certainly a guy that could maybe like wear thin on the charmingness part, but very analytically sharp. And that's what I care about for the most part. Two at 88. Wonder if two is getting some steam because he's been really good in, uh, in OTAs and minicamp. Uh, apparently got the, the orange Jersey for the dolphins last week or this week, uh, because he was like so good in the last practice run and their orange Jersey is a thing of tremendous, uh, legacy and lore because it's the player who is the best in the previous practice. So Tua crushing according to the team vote. And I love Tua. I mean, again, best pass rate over expectation team. You're absorbing some concussion risk. Uh, Tua also apparently is going to use like a new helmet or something that makes it less likely he's going to get, uh, concussed if he hits the ground <laughs> the way that he hits the ground. Um, so things looking up for Tua, less concussions, orange jerseys, things are popping off for Tua Tagovailoa. How many AR5 stacks will I have in my DK DFS contest? Um, I don't know yet. I've only done 22 of those. I need to kind of force myself to do more DK. Obviously on stream, I don't foresee there being a lot of DK drafts unless people really are clamoring for it. But what I get the sense of, I don't think people are dying for DK basketball content right now. Um, but I will do those. I'll max out the, that one on there. It won't be as much of a priority, I guess, um, even though, well, with the with the rushing bonuses and stuff, maybe it should be. Um, but it'll be one of those things where I imagine I'll probably be similar to BBM, like 25 to 33 is what I feel comfortable with for AR. Um, still viewing it through the lens of like, I think he's got a 50% chance that he hits in the way that I'm expecting, um, this outlier kind of way. 
but I think relative to best ball, it's not the same as DFS. Where if, if a guy's going to crush in a DFS slate, you kind of want your bet in terms of exposure to align with how likely you think it is they're going to do what they need to do. Um, on the clock here, got that wide receiver avalanche going. So we are going to take a wide receiver. Um, Juju to me is a guy, I mean, I know people don't like Juju. I know people like Taekwon Thornton, the shiny new toy, but Juju was just as good as Jacoby Myers last year. And I think that's still something that matters from how I view things. And then another falling player in Rashad White. So I'm going to go that way. I would love to get a little more correlation going, but if I can get Dobbins at 72, Rashad White at 97, this is a really good zero RB start, I think, and, and kind of makes up even though, again, I couldn't get Watson normally. Like I couldn't sit on Watson and he was going to fall back, especially in this room. But it makes up for the fact that I did take him, you know, 15 spots of ADP too, is that I'm getting now these massive, uh, massive running back discounts. Are, are people spooked by Dobbins not being in camp yet? It seems like he's kind of holding out for a new deal because that's the only thing I could think of why people love Dobbins and Dobbins is falling so much. And I, I don't think he should be. Um, he's going to be out there. And if anything, he might get more touches in a Todd Munkin offense. Uh, there's something that Tom Strachan had written for underdog. Uh, one of our guys who was at FO and then moved over to underdog. Um, he wrote something about basically like the Todd Munkin offenses have all had guys 15 to 20 touches every single time that he's been out there in the NFL. Um, obviously coached the, the bucks, the, the, Browns. And then there's one more that I'm forgetting right now. Um, but point being like, he's had enough offenses where um, he kind of showed this already And Georgia was the same thing too. Uh, I expect really good running back and tight end play from Baltimore, just with him coming over and bringing in a new offense. You get drafts for a blast. They are a blast for um, the values you get in the different teams that you're not getting an underdog. And sometimes people will let like, you know, really kind of fun young players fall because there is a little more, I think of a boomer tendency on DK. But it's not fun in terms of the UX. Like I draft teams on my phone and for there, it's like you won't even get the alert in time. You kind of have to manually be looking. And I like to multi-table drafts. So I need those alerts to be popping off and give me the notif uh, notification the second the pick hits. Underdog does that. DK is sometimes like late by like a minute. <laughs> so which obviously if it's a 30 second clock, uh, not the best to be late by a minute. So that's the issue I have. Like it's fun, the teams you can build, but the actual product is like, ugh. Rise and shine specs. Cheers to you. Yes. No coffee for me. I'm of course all natural uh, with a little bit of water. And of course the, the nature, the, the good Lord's grass, <laughs> but yeah, that's not really an upper, I guess, in the way that coffee might be. I'm also going to put Jordan love in my queue here just to make sure that I don't mess this one up. I need to think about my QB too. I didn't want to reach uh, necessarily for Kirk cousins or take him in that range. Um, so I'm hoping he'll come back, but if he doesn't, and I also have no issue taking two weeks, 17 quarterbacks, especially in a game like that, that's going to be in a dome and also two offense that I think will be very good. Um, I think that's something that's a little bit, um, overthought by some of the people out there. Like if you have two teams that, you know, are going to be high, fairly high scoring throughout the year, or you believe are be fairly high scoring throughout the year. And also by the time they get to week 17, they should theoretically have a high over under game. I don't know why you would avoid that just so, you know, for theoretical loss of EV of having two QPs in the same game. Um, Cause the upside of that's going to look a lot better than a downside. So I think that I have no issue taking Kirk and love if that works out that way, but we'll see if it works out that way. The Addison guy might take him. Who is Addison? That might be a good thing to observe. Addison guy's got Jalen hurts. So he theoretically could take Kurt, but Kirk we will find out. We'll find out. 
I'm going to see what the Ravens offense can do this year, especially Zay Flowers. Zay, I wish were healthy and out there right now, um, especially to take advantage of the fact that Bateman's not out there. Odell's not out there. Um, but Zay Flowers got banged up and has been practicing. So not great. I think the only guy they've had ready to go in terms of their wide receivers, like actually playing uh, Nelson Aguilar has been running a lot of routes, which is not the sexiest, but with what we saw with Demarcus Robinson next year, like maybe, maybe honestly, that's a guy you could draft in the 18th round. If you get completely scooped at the Ravens receivers. But yeah, I mean, to me, Baltimore, Miami, we saw what it did last year, uh, but a new offense for Baltimore and Miami still being that same team. I think there's a decent chance that it could be the same kind of high scoring game. All right. Kirk Cousins still here. So we are going to take him uh, about 10, 12 picks after ADP. That looks pretty good. And then uh, we're at a one, three, five, one. Nobody I really love at receiver at this point. Um, I am going to bolster running back more, I guess, and just go. Yeah, I'm going to go Elijah Mitchell here. Again, I just love him as a player. Um, with these running backs, I, I might only need one more, and you could make the case I don't need to take another one. Uh, I do have Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad White, and Elijah Mitchell, but I'll probably take at least one more. And, and honestly, I usually still do take six running backs. I'll just take uh, the other running backs later. So that's the kind of thing I might do. Maybe I'll take like McBride in the 18th or something, or maybe honestly, a uh, Ty Chandler. I don't get enough shares of Ty Chandler. If, if he is going to be a, a buzzy player that people are trying to take. Quan Treadwell season. Oh, damn it. You're catching me here. Cause I know he signed somewhere, but I did not see where, uh, Oh, that's right. He's on the Ravens too. Okay. So he is part of that crew of, of just, they need somebody out there running routes for Lamar. Uh, but yeah, but Aguilar apparently was catching everything. <laughs> the other day. So if I were going to make my pick for this year's Demarcus Robinson, it's Nelson Aguilar. He only takes, only kind of takes you're getting here on splash play. Oh, we are a, a little deep in here and I forgot to do my usual pandering here. Please subscribe to splash play, hit the like button, leave a comment down below. I hit the like button, especially if you want to see me do a second draft on here. I'm, but I'll be real with you. They're probably going to do a second draft because I have to do that to draft all these teams and live up to the goals of Spag Stacks. But we are, of course, doing fantasy football all year round. Double headers with Pete on Tuesday. One show on his channel. One show here on the Splash Play channel. Drafting BBM four teams. But obviously, you know, uh, we do the fantasy football thing. It doesn't stop here. It doesn't stop. Even when you want it to stop, even when you say, please stop, sir, please stop. We say, no, you keep, keep talking about uh, Laquan Treadwell <laughs> and who's the new Demarcus Robinson for the Baltimore Ravens. That's what happens when you talk fantasy football year round. Spicy take for Friday. That's what I'm known for. No days off here in terms of the spicy takery. But all my spicy takes are, are like organic spicy takes. Like they're like, you know, they're not a hot sauce with a lot of chemicals in them. They're like pure on natural made by like a farmer who's been doing it for 50 years. Like my takes come about just really through the process. Uh, my anti Deontay Johnson takes my, all my other ones, my anti Saquon takes, they all come about from looking at the data and going like, God, why do people like this guy? I mean, that's also where my Nelson Aguilar takes come from. How did Nelson Aguilar do last year? That's the question I'd wonder. Oh, Nelson Aguilar, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, a negative 26.4% DVOA and a negative 0.3 uh, uh, EPA per target. So Nelson Aguilar, in fact, probably pretty terrible. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Couch away uh, my Nelson Aguilar uh, steam here with that one. To be clear, this is not real steam. The AR shit, that's real steam. My Nelson Aguilar steam, that's not 
It's not real. But you know, 18th round, Nelson Aguilar? Sure. Why not? Hot take. OBJ goes over 1,000 yards this season. I'm sure that the Baltimore Ravens would love that given how much they're paying them. Um, if you are a contract wide receiver chaser, you probably should uh, be a little more into the idea of taking OBJ this year, I think. But I know the community hates him. Um, but I honestly, I don't hate the idea of him. If he falls in a draft, I took him the other day with Lamar uh, where I couldn't get both Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. So I was like, okay, I need to get another receiver here. Took Odell like 15 picks past ADP. To me, that's when you do it. But if you're reaching for him, I probably wouldn't do that. I disappointed Amari DiMercato is in the player pool. Boy, that's a deep cut. Whenever you guys hit a deep cut that I'm like, I don't even know who this is. But now I need to know who Amari DiMercato seems to be an American football player. Oh, the Cardinals. Okay. I have not seen any Amari DiMercato steam coming my way. Um, I'm going to take Jordan Love as one of these picks. Just get that out of the way. And we are like, we have some talent at receiver, but I definitely need to get somebody else in. I'm just going to reach for Jaden Reed because honestly, he might come up throughout the course of the OTAs and camp process. Would probably prefer Dobbs, but yes, Dobbs went at one. All right. I realized Dobbs ADP had gotten that high. All right. Reed's fine. So we're at a two, four, six, one Kirk cousins, Jordan love, no bye week issues there. Aaron Jones, JK Dobbins, Rashad white, Eli Mitchell, Justin Jefferson, Christian Watson, DK Metcalf, Quentin Johnston, Juju Smith Schuster, Jaden Reed, and then a tight end, uh, TJ Hawkinson. I think this is a pretty solid team. Especially given how the stack, the spag stacks concept can sometimes completely ruin my day. Um, and perhaps it will in the second draft we're going to potentially do here. Um, but I feel pretty good about how this team shaped up. And um, again, my merits for the Packers, I think Jordan Love's been good in a pretty small sample size so far, and he should be a little more mobile. I'm not probably like a huge, you know, big time runner necessarily in that, that Lamar kind of tier, obviously, or the Jalen Hurts tier. Uh, but I would say that Jordan Love should be mobile, and he's been decent so far targeting these guys. Uh, Christian Watson was one of the best receivers, according to EPA, overall in the league last year. Um, obviously, even more special relative to rookies. It was him and George Pickens basically on a tier of their own. So... I think Christian Watson takes a leap and Jaden Reed wasn't in love with the numbers from college. Nothing really stood out, but obviously the draft capital is there. So no issue there. And for the Aaron Jones versus AJ Dillon part, I personally would rather take AJ Dillon. And given how this room broke, I kind of wish in hindsight, I had taken a receiver here. Um, maybe, I don't know. I guess I would have had to reach for a Pickens. I guess I could have taken Pittman maybe or JSN, um, but I would have not taken Aaron Jones and would have instead taken AJ Dillon somewhere in this range. But you know, what are you going to do? I think this is still the premium Packers sack, though. Love, Jones, Watson, one of Reed and Dobbs. And I might tack on Luke Musgrave at the end, but we'll see. Do love Luke Musgrave. Took him a lot in the big board. Have not been taking him uh, post-draft quite as much just because uh, there are other players I think I prioritize a little bit more. But I, I would like to get back on the Luke, uh, Luke Musgrave train. Another guy's been looking good so far for what they've been doing in minicamp. My Trey or Purdy guy, it does feel like the Purdy part is getting a little bit too hard to ignore. I still think the best thing they could do for themselves is to give Purdy a little bit of a longer leash for recovery and see what Trey Lance can do in a few games out there. And if he completely duds, then it's like, cool, we are now done with Trey Lance. And if he's great, then it's like, great, we found this player here who we wanted to be, uh, you know, worth a top three pick. So I would say if I were, you know, doing it in terms of just pure team draft capital, I'd want to see what Trey Lance has before you fully make the decision and pull the plug on him. Um, if he doesn't start like that's it you fully pulled the plug on him 
Um, and I think that's one of the things that can be tough and basically also signals to the league that you don't want the guy anymore. Um, so that's something that, you know, his trade value sinks, his value to the franchise sinks. Um, I would give him one more shot, but he hasn't been very accurate in camp for what it seems uh, so far. And there's been some bad clips. I know this, I know the smash mouth guy uh, tweeted from their handle, big Niners fans tweeted something disparaging about, uh, about a Trey Lance throwing in a drill. Uh, but you know, besides that negative steam, like he's also been throwing basically like a 57% completion rate and seven on seven drills. Um, so that's probably not a great sign for a guy improving his accuracy. Uh, once he gets to the actual games. Sunk cost is pretty season. I think it's not a sunk cost though, because you still just want to see what this guy who's like an amazing rusher and also an amazing thrower can do, um, on a team that's kind of built the way and coached the way that Kyle Shanahan has done for them. So I don't think it's a sunk cost. I think it's, you know, you got, I just would give him two games. I'd be like, Hey Brock, you know, take the first month of the season, get ready to go. And that defense is going to be good enough to carry him. They also like, you know, hired Steve Wilkes over there to replace D'Amico Ryan. So, um, it should be a good defense again this year. Wasn't like a team that was great because of turnovers last year, which is the one thing, um, if there's a team that's good on defense because they got a lot of turnovers that does regress to the mean a little bit more. Um, but you know, it's just a talented defense coming back. Like you maybe could win three, you know, three out of four games of Trey Lance just with the defense. If he doesn't fuck up too bad. Uh, there's no backup to AR. That's that is definitely going to be a thing. Regard, it's either Gardner Minshew going to start, and then you know he'll start whatever games before he gets hurt, or I um, think they have a week 11 by, so it would be the first 10 games of the season then. Um, but AR will be on there at some point, and I, yeah, Trey Lance would make more sense for like the Titans, I think. But they got Will Levis now, and they might like what they've seen from him so far. Uh, on the clock again, two four six one. Nothing really that appealing in this range yet. Um, most dirt falling a little bit. I mean, I do like the Miami offense. I do have Baltimore. Let's take Raheem Mostert. It's one of these picks. And then, uh, anybody good from Buffalo? I see Dawson Knox there, but I, I think I'm, I think I'm still going to do Luke Musgrave late. Let's do, yeah, you know what? Let's do Dawson Knox for a little, little week 17 correlation. Oh, you know what? This works out because I could take Musgrave and make this a three, three tight end build because these guys have the same buy. But I want a little correlation with Juju here. Um, everything else seems to be correlated besides Quentin Johnston and Metcalf. Uh, but no Pittsburgh players were taken at this point in the draft. Okay, there we go. But I draft both if you can get them the 17th and 18th round. Um, maybe I, I think that's that's the kind of play that I don't like to make. I do like trying to draft as though you're right, but um, you know, if you have a team that's built well and you're covered at running back and you use the adequate capital at receiver, um, and obviously a tight end, you know, uh, you know, I think that could be okay. Um, it's all relative to the team, though. Like if you got some values at other positions and you and you also got good volume, then I think that's when you can get a little bit weird with constructions, but. I just hate the idea of like using a pick that could be another player at a position that um, you're a little bit weak and you want to kind of support that buttress that some would say. Three, five, seven, three angle. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do a third QB. I feel pretty comfortable with Kirk and Jordan Love. If I were going to backdoor it, I would probably should have taken Mechie there and then I could have gotten Mechie. Well, I guess we'll see what comes back, but then I could have done Mechie and Stroud. I think would have been nice. Um, yeah, we got flexibility though. I might do like a 
a backdoor week 17 correlation like Giants Rams would be, I think, a good one to pick up. I uh, wouldn't mind doing Slayton and Puka Nakua late, but uh, we'll see what the room gives here. Samari Toure is on another team now, isn't he? I thought he moved somewhere. Uh, no, he's still in the Packers. My bad. All right, Samari Toure is still there. Honestly, you can make a bet on any of those guys and it wouldn't be the craziest. I think the most likely bet, though, is probably, I mean, it's Watson is number one. I think Dobbs, though, is a, a good bet because he was throwing all offseason with Jordan Love. And uh, apparently the other guys weren't even showing, like Christian Watson wasn't going to where Jordan Love was, uh, but Dobbs was willing to go. And it doesn't matter a bunch. Like, it doesn't make a guy a good player, but it does make them a little more likely to reach the ceiling outcome, I think, is just putting in that work, uh, being a year one to year two guy. Um, you know, Watson's just an electric athlete who I think they're going to force the ball to and certainly want to prove themselves right, uh, taking them where they did. But Dobbs is like a perfectly solid number two guy, which is kind of what makes you worry about Jalen Reed. Um, I just think that Dobbs is a better, like a bigger body guy. Uh, Reed, I mean, maybe he could be a good slot guy, but I don't know. Ty Chandler going on the 16th. Interesting. If he's going ahead of McBride, I'd rather have McBride. I know, I know the Evan Silva steam is on Ty Chandler, but McBride was like a really plus rusher, rusher in college. And I've said it before, but like, um, let me pull up this college data here. The thing that jumped out to me is just, he was one of the best guys gets eight man boxes and he was going to UAB where there wasn't a lot of talent, but also like, obviously not a lot of talent on the other side. So they knew that the one thing they had to do was stop Dwayne McBride and still against eight man boxes. He had a 35% avoided tackle rate. I uh, still got 5.9 yards per rush. Uh, got stuffed to pretty low, 17.6% of the time compared to like Bijan got stuffed 22% of the time. There's a lot of merit to me in McBride, even though the draft capital's not there. There'd be more merit if they took him in like the fourth round or something. Um, but I still think McBride's a pretty solid pick. All right, Darius Slayton goes to Big Lab, so we won't get that. A particular little fun one. Khalil Shakir. Mm. All right, let's do Khalil Shakir here. And let's do Musgrave as well and get that out of the way. And then we'll have a pure luxury pick at the end. So the team right now, Cousin Love QB, servicing the audio listeners and the people who listen uh, with a YouTube app in their pocket, which I do to a lot of streams. Uh, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad White, Eli Mitchell, Raheem Mostert at running back. I really don't think I need a sixth running back. Um, Justin Jefferson, Christian Watson, DK Metcalf, Quinton Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jaden Reed, and Khalil Shakir at wide receiver. And then a tight end, TJ Hawkinson, Dawson Knox, Luke Musgrave. I really don't have any complaints about the team. I think I got the best Packers. Um, I guess that one Aaron Jones instead, you know, drafting him, um, and not waiting on AJ Dillon, I guess is the one thing I would critique for myself, but you know, no issues. Both McBrides are psyops. It's Chandler and Earth season. I yeah, big McBride. Oh, <laughs> he's coming for us. Um, and obviously they are related. Um, you know, both <laughs> both Dwayne McBride. If you look at both those guys, that makes it a funnier joke. <laughs> they do not look anything similar. Oh, Dwayne McBride goes here. Maybe I should have taken him over Musgrave. Oh well. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. I'll draft somebody. I'll draft somebody. No Jeff Wilson love. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. I wonder if that's the Dalvin Cook part of it, that people think he'll go to Miami and Jeff Wilson's the one that might not have a job afterwards. But if Cook goes to Miami, that entire thing is fucked up. I just don't think that's going to happen. Like an analytically sound team uh, signing Dalvin Cook at this point would not be the move that you'd expect after they just drafted a, a rookie running back that clearly they must like to sum him out. 
Tannehill gets drafted. That's interesting. Tannehill and Purdy. Who else did this guy get a QB? Tua, Tannehill, and Purdy. Okay, so he's got Traylon. I would take I would take Levis over Tannehill. I don't think Tannehill makes it through the year. But that guy at least drafting drafting an interesting team. Probably could have taken a little bit of earlier QBs, but I guess if you have Traylon Burks, yeah, you take Tannehill. Or, you know, or Levis ideally. I'm scared for my giant bag of Jeff Wilson. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I, he's got the same bet that he had before. Um, especially if Dalvin doesn't go, it's still the same bet. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think that. I think Dalvin wants that. I don't think they want that. And Nick Urcolano, if he does have any sources, they've been, he's been saying the Dalvin Cook thing uh, to the Jets for a while, which really does feel like the kind of thing they would do. Um, just how that team is with the aspirations they have and Aaron Rodgers having the level of control they have. Uh, there's an article this week about him uh, talking about like basically that he has the entire run of the offense where he gets to dictate what they're doing there. So would it be crazy for him to say like, hey, again, I've said it before on the stream, but like, would it be crazy for him to be like, hey, Dalvin Cook really played well against the Packers. Can we get him in here? Like, I know Brees is like good, but uh, we could split touches with these guys and it's going to be great. And I think that's the kind of thing that, that the Jets would go like, yeah, Aaron, sure. We got to keep you here for two years. We're paying you hundreds of million dollars for two years. So that's what you want, bud. And he's like, I also want a sweat lodge. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a really dicey time, dicey time for, uh, for the jets. If that is what happens and dicey time for Brees Hall people who have been, uh, very loud and proud throughout the off season. Keep taking Tanny personally. And do we really think Vrabel isn't going to full last ditch win? Um, they haven't traded Henry yet. Yeah. I think these are fair points. I think Tanhill certainly starting the year, but I think when it gets down to week 17, like the Titans are one of those teams that weren't as good as they uh, probably came across record wise the year before. Obviously they came back down to earth last year. If they tried to kind of uh, batten up the hatches a little bit with uh, offensive line guys and also guys on the defensive side, but I just don't think they have enough to get there. So I'm torn here. I think Mac Jones would be a serviceable pick here, pairing him with Juju. I do have a, maybe a value running back I could go to Terrace Marshall though, doesn't correlate with anything, but he should be drafted. And I don't, I don't think it's right to let him go undrafted at this point. So I'm going to take Terrace Marshall and give me, give me a little bit more receiver upside that I probably don't even need. Uh, so the final team here, Cousins, Love, Jones, Dobbins, White, Mitchell, Mostert at running back, Justin Jefferson, Christian Watson, DK Metcalf, Quinton Johnson, Juju, Jaden Reed, Cleo Shakir, and Terrace Marshall at wide receiver. And then a tight end, Hawkinson, Knox, Musgrave. Uh, let me just label that team real fast. And then uh, again, guys, smash that like button, please. So I will do another draft. I'm only going to do it. If you smash the like button, that's my that's my guarantee. Spag stacks, Green Bay men, and I'm gonna mark this with an X because this was a draft that I felt pretty good about that I want to track the progress of throughout the year. But now, guys, uh, let's spin. Actually, yeah, let's enter the draft first, then I'll hop over and spin the wheel one more time. So we are in this room. Join if you please. Let me go and share the randomizer wheel. And we will find what team I have to draft next. I removed, I removed Packers. Okay, good. Spin in the wheel. Let's go. Who will it be? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh. oh I hate the both options. Okay. Cardinals it is. Oh, why do I always do two drafts? 
Why do I keep doing this to myself? <laughs> Loved that draft. Now I have to draft Arizona Cardinals, and I do not like the Cardinals at all. I think they are a bad team to draft in any aspect. Maybe James Conner you can take. Um, maybe Elijah, uh, not Elijah Moore, uh, Rondale Moore, the other Moore, the lesser of the Moores you can take. Uh, but Jesus, Jesus. And guys, subscribe, of course. Hit the like button. Leave a comment down below. Uh, only on these streams will you watch a man spin a wheel to make decisions for him that are going to cost him money and expected value. That's what I do here in the name of the game to challenge myself and also get some exposure to different things. But uh, please smash that like and subscribe. Subscribe, please, especially. 3,000 subs, Drunk Show with Pete. Uh, that is the, the marker we have to hit. And also a great marker for us here, trying to grow the channel here, uh, dedicating myself to this. And especially as, again, payroll for Football Outsiders, guys, delayed by two months now. <laughs> so uh, my options are running thin as I'm fun in a startup. So please get on. Oh, I also forgot to change the screens like an idiot. I should have been checking the chat, guys. I apologize. Thankfully, my pick hasn't come up yet. 105. Too busy whoring. Someone will fully showcase my skills and abilities, Spags. BBM4 winner. Thank you, Dustin. I appreciate your hype very much. I should take Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald. Honestly, it would be better than taking the actual Cardinals. The good news is I don't have to worry about them early. Oh, okay. So here's... Okay. Let's get, let's get fun. Let's make this Cardinals team all about the Eagles. <laughs> We're going to jump some positions here. You get a discount Cooper Cup if you want, Jerry Fish. I am taking AJ Brown. So this is how we are going to make this team still viable. I am working with the canvas I have been given and I'm going to paint my masterpiece. <laughs> oh, ML got it. Stack Philly, Arizona. Uh, these are BBMs. I'm using a full bullet here. I don't believe in wasting stream hours on puppies <laughs> at this point. No, I think... Honestly, I just, I want to get my BBM entries done. It's going to be hard for me to do it, like just with the workflow of life and everything. Uh, so I, I'm okay doing it on stream. And again, certain aspects of these things, I'm telling you, I would probably not draft a single Cardinal stack on BBM if it were my choice. So that's why I don't mind doing it on here. Um, unfortunately, the cost a little bit more if I get sniped, it hurts a little bit more for the wallet. Um, but I think still, um, I, I enjoy doing these at BBM because, you know, serious drafters, I'm a serious person as succession people would, uh, would attest for. There we go. Chip knows. I'm a madman. Eagles mega stack with a Zach Ertz and Kyler bring back. I would do, I mean, I don't love Marquise Brown, but I think if you're going to do a Cardinal stack, you want to do Marquise Brown because the bet is just that Marquise Brown is this guy that we, we didn't know what he could be. And now here he is being this, this amazing player. Um, so I think I have to take Marquise Brown as part of it, but not going to go crazy reaching for him. If I don't get Marquise Brown, I'll take Rondale Moore and I'll take Greg Dorch and I'll take Michael Wilson in the 18th. I don't care. Yeah, Randalzer got it. Mike Wilson. Three QB team, Kyler and McCoy. You know, honestly, I, I think if you're going to really galaxy brain the Cardinals, you take Clayton Toon in the 18th round, uh, I think. Because to me, that's what could be the case is that um, McCoy starts the year. They start poorly. I don't think McCoy has anything left in the tank. Then they try to go to Kyler. They also aren't winning enough games. Kyler's a little slow to recover. They say, fuck it, let's save him. Clayton Toon starts week 17 in a garbage time kind of game against the Eagles and throws for 300 yards because he's like legit. Um, if like if Jimmy G um, weren't to play for the Raiders and they had drafted Clayton Toon, 
I would be stoked about the Raiders. Like Aiden O'Connell can't do what Jimmy G can do. But for the Cardinals, I think that Clayton Toon can be better than Colt McCoy the second he steps on the field. I know it's not like that's not a common take you hear, but that's definitely one of my takes. Um, all right. So we didn't get Devonta Smith. Jerry Fish takes him for reasons, for reasons to hurt me. I am just going to take Jalen Hurts here and lock that up. I don't need to push him. I don't need to try to risk him falling away. I could have maybe pushed him, but not no badges in here. So you don't want to play that game. Somebody would probably take an unstacked Jalen Hurts. And that's the thing that I will say that Pete brought to my attention. That I think is one of the sharpest things he said. Um, if you want to try to push an elite QB and you have like Jalen Hurts or you have, excuse me, AJ Brown or Devonta Smith, try to push elite QB in a room where there aren't, where there are a bunch of badges because those guys will mostly stay out of the way of the elite QB fracas if they don't get one of the guys. Um, so in a room without badges, I think somebody would have taken Jalen Hurts from me before he came back. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I reached. Yeah, B-Dog saying, yeah, Toon is Purdy without Shanahan. Yeah, I, I think Clayton Toon is like, he's a guy that could start some games in his career and be very useful for fantasy. Um, he was a good deep ball thrower. Um, very high EPA guy, uh, didn't play like a luxuries competition in Houston, uh, but still definitely, I think a, a nice player to have. Um, and I think should start over Colt McCoy. I really, I, unless he's like dog shit in camp, I think he should honestly start the season over Colt McCoy. What's wrong with Kyler was unlocked in on the off season. Uh, Kyler tore his ACL last year. So, um, he's also over 25. So to expect him to make a full fast recovery is a little bit unlikely. Um, but basically, um, he's hurt theoretically through the middle of the season. Um, so, and then ACL recoveries take a little bit of a while. So I personally don't think you should draft much Kyler if at all, but that's neither here nor there. Now I wonder if Hertz would have fallen or not, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, again, DK Metcalf. Oh, you don't have receivers. Okay. DK Metcalf. You're a guy. That is the main reason I got to start taking like Ridley and Debo. I hate Debo so much. I know he's given some nice quotes and whatever right now, but I need to take somebody instead of Metcalf in this spot. Cause I'm going to end up heavy on Metcalf just from drafting um, zero RB teams or, or lower RB teams. Nothing quite like taking Josh Allen with a double hero RB start. Yes. That is why I didn't want to risk the Jalen hurts part of it. Um, this build doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, the digs guy obviously wanted to wait and see if Allen fell, but, um, you run the risk of these guys just sniping you because they are just trying to draft teams for like median projection outcomes. They're not trying to stack stuff up sometimes as much. We saw it on the last stream where there was a guy we had in chat who took, um, elite, elite tight end, uh, elite QBs, multiple running backs until the 10th round. Uh, I think didn't draft receivers until the 11th or 12th round. Um, those are plays that might look okay on your underdog projections, but if you're new to this stuff, like don't play the median projection outcomes, you want to stack your quarterback with at least one, ideally two or three guys. Um, like that's the thing you want to do first and foremost, not just aiming for this guy's got a, you know, a high median outcome. Like that's not going to necessarily win you much might advance you into the playoffs, but it's probably not going to advance you past that. Can't trust the non-badge bros. I never want to say that because like, you know, I think I was a pretty good drafter at a certain point when I still didn't have a badge, but you know, there is something to have in your, your thousand drafts and whatever. And I think that's, uh, you know, I, I want to be welcoming here. Like I know sometimes I can, I can not be <laughs> to, to people that I think are not doing things the right way data wise and whatever. But I think ultimately, you know, the more people that do come in and, and draft without a badge, the hopefully higher chance that 
the prize pools go up and, and all that. And, and I hope some of them just watch stuff like this. And, you know, the other great creators out there, Crane, of course, like uh, Legendary Upside. Uh, we did a stream with Daigle the other day, four for four, doing a good job. Like Spike Week, we talk about um, ETR. And I don't know Herzig personally, but um, they do good drafts. And obviously, Leone does very sharp stuff over there. So that's stuff that I would say to follow if you are new to this stuff. Um, you know, don't 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 go with people that make you draft 10 running backs. Whoever that may be. Yeah, a lot of teams here eschewing <laughs> wide receivers, uh, which is the other part of the, the non-badge drafters, of course. Appreciate you, Go AZ Cards. Oh, glad I'm drafting the Cardinals today <laughs> for this guy. Uh, one of uh, one of our newer names in chat, but he actually has been very kind in the comments, and I appreciate it. So shout out to you. Good luck with the job today. Good luck to everybody there working a job on a Friday in the summer. Um, all right. On the clock here again, Jerry Judy falling a little bit. Doesn't really light my world on fire, but okay. Do it. I kind of prefer Terry McLaurin, but Judy is ADP'd up a little bit more, so I'll take Judy just because. Gotta still draft according to ADP. I, I have enough player takes. I have enough McLaurin. Um, I'm actually curious how much McLaurin I have. Oh no, actually I only have 8% McLaurin in BBM, but I probably have less Judy. I have 12% Judy? Well, fuck me. That was the wrong decision then. <laughs> How have I ended up with that much? Boy, that is why you watch your exposures, guys, because you just never know what sneaks up on you like that. And I don't have the brick caddy this year, so I am I am flying blind other than just how just pure feel, just pure touch. Wild people shitting on the two running back start after Kareem wins two million. I mean, I think even Kareem would kind of shit on that start a little bit. But it's also like you got to remember that one of the running backs didn't score points from at the end of the year either. And I think that's part of the main thesis there. Um, but it's also that like normally the guy like, yes, if you're Kareem and you do that, it might work out pretty well. Um, but other guys might end up taking five running backs, six running backs, seven running backs. Like that's where that starts to become an issue. But if he manages or if she hands here in the three spot just goes on a wide receiver binge right now, then yeah, that, then you're doing great. But see, that's what happens every single time they take Joe Mixon which undoes the whole good that you did of taking these two running backs early. All right, on the clock again. God, this is really not my favorite pocket in the world. When does stupid Marquise Brown come up? Um, I don't think he's going to fall, and I don't like any of these other guys here, so I am going to reach for Marquise Brown. Because we're stacking cards, guys. We're stacking cards. A house of cards, really, it feels like. But we are stacking them. There's no way that Marquise Brown is coming back to 68, I don't think. I prefer Ayuk as a player. Um, don't love Godwin. Do you like JSN? But like, not enough for me to not get the Cardinal stack the right way. So that's why I'm reaching. The argument is, but no, see, it's not about the first three picks. It's about player tendencies and stuff. So like when I saw this guy take McCaffrey and Tony Pollard, I knew that there was a high likelihood that he would take more running backs. That's the issue is that, um, yes, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with a McCaffrey Pollard start, but it's that if you go McCaffrey Pollard and then don't go crazy in other positions, you're just going to end up ruining the value you got or the, the theoretical upside you got from a two, you know, early running back team. So it's not like, yeah, like he didn't, you know, he didn't maximize the opportunity here, but there's nothing wrong with that start. It's just that you then do that. You then do elite QB. 
you then really have to go in a receiver run. So he'd have to go like McLaurin, Pittman, Ayuk. Like he has to then get like all those guys in a row to make up for the fact that he wasted so much capital at running back. Kevin Spacey, House of Cards. Oh, that's I think that's a canceled re- reference at this point in the game. Uh, one guy you did not get back. You could be, that's a, an example there. You could be a very talented actor and you do something that's uh, real gross. And then boy, you are donezo. That show also really fell off. I don't have a badge yet, but I'd like to think I draft more like a person with a badge than one without one. I think it all just comes down to the work that you're willing to put in. I know, you know, the underdog guys have talked on social media a little bit about a lot of the times the bad drafters out there are just people like bonus hunting or whatever, trying to, you know, trying it out for the first time even sometimes. But if you're like, you know, watching the streams, reading some of the articles, like if you dedicate yourself to kind of whatever the best process is and structural drafting and all that, I think it's entirely possible to draft good teams. Like I, I think I had gotten a black badge by the end of BBM, um, by the end of last summer. I don't know. I don't know when I got red. I think I got red at like the end of the year, but, um, I drafted my BBM finalist without a badge. I think technically, um, cause my borough team was in May. Uh, my, my borough Trey Lance team that proves the thesis that you can't exist with a one QB build. Uh, but yeah, that finished top 200. Um, and I didn't have a badge, so. But obviously the badge is generally assigned to somebody that at least is investing a lot in the platform, but there are bad badge drafters too. Uh, just look on your for you page on Twitter. If you want to see some bad badge drafters. All right. On the clock again. Um, Clear Dallas Goddard spot here. No cards coming up for a little bit. We'll get James Conner at some point, perhaps. But here we go. We got a Hertz, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy, Marquise Brown, and Dallas Goddard start. This has got to be unique, I would think. We'll get some running backs later. We'll, we'll, we'll put a, a toe in the water of being a little running back piggy at some point. I actually like going double RB to start just because the vast majority of people who go double RB to start aren't implementing it correctly and don't have strong lineups. That's okay. I, I can see the logic in it. I still think the win rate data doesn't support it enough. Um, I would rather be getting an elite receiver in. I'd rather be getting that floor production from guys like you know Jefferson, Chase, Hill, Brown, um, like any of these guys really. CD Lamb, I feel the least strongly about. But like to me, unless you're doing it, maybe in this spot, I would go double RB. I wouldn't pass up Tyreek for Christian McCaffrey personally. Um, and then I probably also wouldn't pass up Higgins or like Devonta for Pollard. I don't know. You want great receivers more than anything. It's easy to make up running back production. It's hard to make up receiver production from the greats. As I could tell you again, from that same BBM team, I had Justin Jefferson on that team. He didn't do shit in week 17. And that's if he had done shit, uh, that would have been the difference maker besides, you know, Cincinnati Buffalo playing uh, two difference makers. There would have been, would have been needed for me. Okay. These are bad takes, man. These are, these are bad takes. You want the, you want finals rate. You want teams that construction wise have a good finals rate. Um, advance rate doesn't matter as much. Like unless you want to be a min casher, which none of us want to be, you want to be Corrine. You want to win the 2 million to 3 million. You don't want to min cash in these things. Drafting running backs early makes you more likely to min cash. Um, and you could look, look, look again, road of his roster, trusted explorer. It's right there for you. Look it up if you really want to. And you can see how you can see how to build, you know, good, unique teams that have an advance rate then for yourself. All right. Um, Really nothing here in this range looks that great. I feel like I'm falling into the trap of doing the same thing again, but I am going to take Quentin Johnston. 
would have taken Rashad Penny if he fell, or excuse me, DeAndre Swift if he fell a little bit. Uh, maybe we'll take Penny later on, but yeah, I'm just going to get my fifth receiver here. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that much that they would be like, A, I don't think they are going to be the best fantasy player, either of them, but B, it doesn't matter that much if they are at running back because the difference is like, they're probably not likely to pass uh, Justin Jefferson in the first place. And they might not be likely to pass all the first round receivers, especially if those workloads aren't at 20 touches or more, which McCaffrey and Pollard both unlikely to be 20 touch or more guys. I think you're drafting the wrong way, man. I, I if, if you're digging your heels in this much, you just haven't done enough, enough oppo research to know the difference. Whereas like, I can tell you, I have, I can tell you, I have. That is true. So chip again, chip is a sharp guy. Isn't a lot of that data skewed by running back piggies, not understanding how to implement it correctly. I, I think that is certainly a part of it, but it's also just that like, you know, like if you defend running backs this much, I know you're not drafting wisely over the course of an entire portfolio, but if yes, if you take these two running backs, never go back to the well, or don't go back to the well until you're in like Roshan Johnson range, then yeah, you can be okay. But if you're taking two running backs early and then you're like, ooh, Mixon's falling. Ooh, Madison's intriguing. Ooh, Dalvin Cook, who's going to sign him as all the running back fucking pigs do? Like then, yo, you're undoing the good of it overall. But I still, yeah, like I would prefer to get, if you're going to go that way, take one running back, but still try to get receiver in. But if you're starting the first three rounds, running back, running back QB, that's hard to dig out of at receiver. And then this guy, again, he's just like, it's the sign of a drafter not doing a good draft because he's continuing to show that I was right in the first place. He takes McLaurin. He doesn't then take a receiver for another two rounds. Takes Gabe Davis. This is not a team that is built to win it all at the end. It's just not. I'll, I'll mark this at the end of the stream and we can check and we can keep progress on Sheehan's. I guarantee you this team will not win BBM and might not even advance. Smitty is the ultimate RB piggy. I don't, is there a Smitty in this room? I don't know who this Smitty is. Yeah, I don't take the RBs early often, but I think it can be a viable strategy if done right. I think that anything can be a viable strategy if done right. So that's the one thing I'll absolutely concede. It's just that the tendency is that people do that and then don't do it right. Same thing with you know, zero RB shit. Like if you're doing zero RB, don't take 10 receivers. Like unless you're really hitting those pockets differently where you take your five wide receivers in the first 10 rounds and then you skim on it for a while. But I think that's like the main thing is that any of these structures have a flaw if you don't kind of not go with the letter of the law, but stay within that kind of allocated draft capital approach. All right. On the clock here. Nobody really that sexy. Uh, is Connor went. All right. Yeah. Connor. Jerry Fish, I think, might be trying to play some mind games here with me. Though I guess he did have a Philly guy. So maybe he's got some correlation. So yeah, Jerry Fish might be a good drafter. Who knows? Uh, let's get our first back off the board. Let's take David Montgomery here, who I just think is a good value at this point. I get the Jameer Gibbs love, but uh, Montgomery to me, I think a nice player who will certainly have a role in that offense and certainly be more of a between the tackles runner, given the fact that they are seemingly running Jameer Gibbs actually at receiver uh, for portions of OTA so far. I, I mean, GA, you're always doing the contrarian takes. I don't think so. But I also don't think that they're going to get to nine receivers, but we'll see. All right, so there you go. Doing two in a row here. 
I think if he had gone receiver in, instead of these two picks, then we would be talking differently. Because now he's going to be mining for gold with like the this Lazard tier, which I do think Michael Thomas and Alan Lazard is a teardrop right away. So good on Sheehan's getting Michael Thomas in. But um, yeah, you got to go on a run. You got to go on a run at re a receiver at a certain point. Certain point very early, ideally. Spags, no brick caddy. Uh, brick cut me off. Brick cut off free access for me. So I'm not, I'm not paying for it. That said, if Brick wants to trade a probably sub for a Brick Caddy, I'll do that once now that we're hopefully we did a quick update on that, by the way. If you're not signed up for the waitlist for my my betting app, uh probably uh probablyapp.com, get on that waitlist because we're really close to getting this out finally. Um it's been a fucking bear to get it out um, in terms of the costs for me personally and all that, which I write about in the email every week, just what the process is going in, as well as like some bets and probability based takes and all that, and plus CV bets based upon the data that we have. Uh, but should have that out soon. So anyway, point being, if Brick wants to trade memberships, we can do that. Uh, but yeah, I guess Brick just gave me like the one summer membership <laughs> when he gave it to me last year, which is pretty funny. I lost Fantasy Cruncher this week too, which bums me out because I used to get that for free from Stochastic. Anytime you get these tools for free, you fucking good, good deal. Good deal. Say Flowers fallen here, but I do need to go on a run. And honestly, Javante Williams do have Quentin Johnston. This is a nice value on Javante Williams. Sky Moore goes at 100. Hmm. Weird room. Weird, weird room. <laughs> Did Zay Flowers pick up with Harbaugh's wife? I think it's just that he's hurt. I guess people don't want to draft a guy who's injured in June. <laughs> I don't know. Weird fall for Zay Flowers, though. There we go. I, look, I'm just telling you guys, I've done enough of these drafts, both on stream and in general, like I am firmly in the thousands of drafts category. It's just certain people give away tendencies at a certain point, but like, I get what he's trying to do. He's like, oh, I'll stack Dak with Tony Pollard and then he'll take like Gallup and maybe Schoenmacher later or something. No, he shouldn't take Schoenmacher because he's got, you know, I guess take Schoenmacher later. He only has one tight end, but this is just how certain like people draft and they give away their tells pretty often. It's like poker. Like if, you know, like obviously the, the physical, you know, physical tick kind of tells are the most obvious, but if people are setting up hands in different ways and you know, like you see things on the river and you're like, Oh, okay. Like, I think that's sort of the same process here is that if you could tell what somebody's going to do, then you're at an advantage. So whenever a guy takes two running backs early, it's usually safe to assume they're going to fuck up the draft. And someone taking Kane the third round a couple days ago. I mean, we saw Chig go in the fifth round on one of these drafts or something recently. Um, people doing weird things. I think there's going to be a lot of that this summer because best ball is really gaining in popularity. And obviously, you know, if you guys are watching a stream like this or any of the other ones that you'll get on your recommendation pages on YouTube, you're going to know a little bit more than the average bear, but you're also going to see just batshit weird things going on in some of these rooms because of people uh, I know bettering a lot of the draft thing and, and just thinking that like best ball is the thing you can come in and and kind of player take your way to the top, which you can, but it's like player taking within an ADP range, not, you know, not taking Dalton Kane the third. What's up, Steven Shouts? Steven Shouts, all you guys in the chat, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't quickly say, hey, subscribe down below, hit the like button, leave a comment. Of course, we're trying to grow this channel at 3,000 subs. A Pete Spaggs drunk show is a promise to you guys, along with Pete hitting 15,000 subs on his channel, but that one's going to happen. The 3,000 subs for us, I would like to have happen as soon or, you know, in the same time frame, ideally. So please subscribe on here. Help us out. 
This is an, despite the Football Outsiders branding over here, uh, this is an independent shop where it's just me and Pete doing stuff. Have you noticed Adam sliding to the second? That's been the case a lot of drafts since uh, the Jimmy G foot stuff happened. Um, I don't think that should be the case, but yeah, definitely makes some nice builds. Like the digs Adam start looks pretty good in general to me. Um, Adam's just one of those guys that he could have a cursed season and it could absolutely bite you in the ass. But if he's going in the second round, like he is a guy that can give you that ceiling week in week 17, especially against an Indianapolis defense. It probably won't be that good. Both those defenses, I don't think are going to be that good. Um, but also it's just like, he's a per game monster. I, I think there's nothing wrong with Adams and people are talking themselves into there being something wrong with Adams on the clock here. So we got a discount Javante. We got a discount. No, 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 a discount, a crazy discount. Rashad Penny here. So 116 pick, 113 ADP, but we really have stacked up Philly well. So now we can take some Arizona guys with impunity when they come up much later in the draft. I will put Rondale Moore in the queue. I will not put Greg Dortch in the queue. This is how we stack the Cardinals, baby, and actually maybe win something is going through the Eagles. Great strategy here. I mean, more drunk streams is the key to boosting up subs. I guess that is a little bit of a cat and mouse kind of game there about which one, or even a chicken and the egg kind of thing, which one comes first. But uh, I, I enjoy those kind of streams, but we've been doing professional style and also the time window that we do shows now. It'd be tough to do a drunk stream at 10 a.m. <laughs> for our workflows. God, I'm not cut out of best ball today. This lobby is tilting me with their QB picks. <laughs> that It'll happen. I, you got to... I, I know we joke about it here because obviously we do tilt on the stream sometimes where people do illogical things and ruin the team you're trying to build and the things that you think are clever that look good. That said, trying to stay Zen about it is a very important part, especially when there's like, you got the $25 entry fees or even, you know, the Dalmatian, like I did that. Thankfully I had a really clean draft in a Dalmatian, but if somebody snipes you in a Dalmatian, you're like, fuck man, this is a hundred dollars. Like why? Uh, so, you know, trying to stay Zen about it always is the thing. Rondale Moore goes at 122. Why? What? Why? Like that's not that's not smart either. I guess he might not have come back. What are you even building that you need Rondale Moore so bad? Nothing. You're not building anything. You need Rondale Moore. Why? Fuck. I'm talking about being Zen, and I want to yell at this person. <laughs> it's fine. I don't even like Rondale Moore. This is the part. <laughs> This is the part of this stream that gets me is like, because we're doing the stack, I want to do the best possible version of the stack. And then it's like, oh, this guy takes Rondale Moore. Well, now I don't have the best version of the stack. And it's like, I don't even want Rondale Moore, but because of the concept of the stream, I want Rondale Moore. It's upsetting. It's downright upsetting. We are on the clock though. One, three, five, one. Nothing here going crazy for me, but a chain has fallen. So I am just going to take a chain here would have been a great spot. Maybe to consider taking Rondale more, but no. Ugh. Ah, it's ETR ranking. Okay. Fair enough. Fucking ETR. Damn it. Who else is this guy drafting? Got Ramondre. He's got a burrow double. This is like a solid team besides him taking Rondale more. <laughs> And Alan Lazard, if we're being honest. See, to me, like, I think this is, and I'm not like a big Ramondre fan or anything. 
But to go back to the running back thing, I think this is where you go running back. Ramondre, Jacobs, Chubb. Like, that would feel pretty good. Or I guess, you know, this is going the other way. But uh, ATN less so. But, like, I don't know. You can talk me into taking a second-round running back. But I think, boy, you take that first and second-round running back. I just hate the way it looks. I really do. And again, yes, she hands once again. So we're back. So H play games now acquiesce, which I appreciate. As you see this guy taking more running backs, this is not how you do this build. And that's why when I see that build come up, I'm like, you fuck. I know what you're going to do. So somebody one day will surprise me and they'll draft two running backs and they'll just go like, yup, let's do this the right way. And I'll be like, damn, that guy built a sick team. Oh, for now, though, I go, you idiot. You're going to do this wrong. <laughs> and they do. And they do. But he got a big value on Alvin Kamara. Got to give him that. Will Fuller to the cards. I boy, I didn't get, get, I think, more than one share of Will Fuller last year, and I certainly will not buy the extra dip this year. Again, I've said my late round guys, but like, you know, take take Marshall, who I took last round. Take Slayton last round. Um, you don't need the prayer guy this year because they're actually viable guys. Like take Mechie in the 17, take Tank Dell in the 17th or 18th. I think those are guys that um, I would rather take than like the, the full Will Fuller equivalent if there were one this year. 12 spots doing it right. Let's see. So they took two. Okay, so they took a receiver first, uh, fought the avalanche a little bit, but that makes sense. Take Garrett Wilson the first there. Then took two running backs, and then, yep, this is it. That is that is correct. You take your two running backs, and you go off the pedal. You can make the case that this round or the round before would be where he starts to go back to running back, but I agree. That is if you want to do it. So we have we have Goofus here with Sheehan's. <laughs> And then we have Gallant over here for all of my, my 80s and 90s kids who read Highlights magazine growing up. I don't know if that exists anymore. But Goofus and Gallant, there you go. ZJB is Gallant. Which unrestricted FA is most likely to end up on the BBM winning team? Probably right now, it's DeAndre Hopkins. I don't love that, though. His, his choice of places seems to be not the best from what I've seen so far. Uh, we are on the clock, though. One four five one. Obviously, nothing Arizona related coming up anytime soon. Uh, God, this is just not. I'm going to take an unstacked Alec Pierce. I do not have a lot of unstacked Alec Pierce, obviously, with all my AR shares. So, um, this is a good spot to make a little bet. Not against him, obviously. I would never make a bet against AR, but a bet that. Is not quite as bullish on him. Poor Jersey. See, guys, people say, oh, Spags can't do a stream and not draft AR in one of the drafts. This, you see this Jersey here? You see how sad this? Oh, I'm so sad. Why didn't you take me today, Chris? Oh, I, I couldn't do it. We were drafting Cardinals and it just got away from me. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I guess Jalen Hurts is okay too. I, that's. <sighs> Oh, okay. I'll just, I'll just go back to this spot over here. Okay. I still love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and that's the kind of content you only get on Splash Play. <laughs> I will take these. I will take these. Because, boy, it feels naked to do that in an empty room without another person reacting. RB Piggies are eating today. Yeah, but good news. You got MVS. You got MVS. Oh, man. Fun draft. Interesting draft. Oh, here we go. Learning that highlights still exist. Gets it for his kids and they love them. Okay. 
So I learned something today. Highlights exist. So you should know Goofus and Gallant if you don't. That Goofus, though. <laughs> Always making an error or two. All right. On the clock. What like what do I even have? I have Detroit. So Dallas would be okay. Got my Denver LAC already. Miami, Baltimore. Nothing Baltimore related coming up anytime soon. This is a falling Nico Collins. I'm just going to take it and not look the Nico Collins gift horse in the mouth. Don't like Nico Collins that much, though. It doesn't make sense that he's the one guy getting steamed up out of that group. Natchez is a better receiver. Tank Dell's probably a better receiver. But Nico can maybe play the homeless man's Brandon Cooks. I think that's the best possible hope. Marvin Hims goes. Jerry Fish, I think, is not a bad drafter. I will say that. He annoyed me with some of his picks and how they conflicted with things that I wanted to do. But besides that, I think Jerry Fish here built a pretty good team and, and did it a little bit less zero RB you know, than I would do. So I think if you guys want to see another draft that I think is pretty decent, I think he managed this pretty well. Could he maybe had a little more correlation? But yeah. 12 hole, though. If you want to be a running back picky, study the 12 hole because that's the way to do it, I think, and still have a team that uh, will fit the criteria that I would look for. Even if, you know, even if I don't love his player takes like that kind of construction, I think looks good, especially if he takes another, you know, another two running backs here on the turn. I think you're probably done then. Maybe one of these two picks. Let's see. Let's see what ZJB's doing. Let's all watch ZJB. ZJB stacks. Singletary goes. Wouldn't mind getting Singletary on the way back, but that's okay. All right, so he takes a tight end and a, and a running back here. Maybe not doing the week 17 correlation quite as much. But still, perfectly solid team. That is how I grade you guys. If you ever see me looking at a team somewhere, or you see me in a room, um, especially on stream, but more so, uh, yeah, more so on stream. Um, that's how I would grade a good team is like, are you doing your stacking? Are you getting, hitting the right pockets of value? And also are you week 17 correlating as kind of the last check there? Um, and then if you're doing all three, I'm like, that's a good team. Ah, ah that right there is a good old team. I did my, my Wisconsin accent. What's an Arizona accent? Just, just like being racist. Just being, <laughs> just being mean to the, the people. <laughs> I don't know what an Arizona accent would be besides that. I like green chilies. Is that that's that's New Mexico more so? Go Suns, etc. Golf's pretty cool. That's my Arizona impression. Hot sun out here. Hard to top the Wisconsin one though. This is a ten minute, ten minute really eating the clock here. Ten minute living up to his name. Jerome Ford at 160. Back in my day, I remember when you get Jerome Ford for free in the 18th round. Oh, thank you, Carlos. Your LMAO is worth two other LMAOs from others. Arizona accents, just however old people talk. What if they're in Scottsdale, though? What if they're on the Bachelor Bachelorette party scene? All right, we're on the clock here. I kind of, yeah, let me see. Let me see. We got a Miami running back, so that's not going to be that appealing here. 
think I'm okay at receiver for now. I'm going to take Deonta Foreman. I don't take a bunch of him, but he's fine. And I have so much Roshan that I should probably get some Foreman. So we are at a one five seven one build. Hurts at QB. Um, I'm also going to assume Kyler Murray is going to fall. <laughs> if not, we're doing Clayton Tune, and I'll be perfectly happy with that. Jalen Hurts, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, Rashad Penny, Devin A. Chain, Deonta Foreman at running back, at receiver, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Jerry Judy, Marquise Brown, Quentin Johnson, Alec Pierce, Nico Collins. Kyler Murray goes to Sheehan. Done. This is a terrible team. This is a terrible team. For Sheehan's, not for me. Three QBs he took. I just love being proven right about identifying somebody who's not a good drafter. That's so dumb. It's so dumb to take Kyler Murray when you already have Josh Allen. You don't need a bet on Kyler Murray. It doesn't even matter if he's free. You don't need a bet on another QB at that point. Sheehan's might be my least favorite drafter that we've run into. <laughs> One of these streams. That's a fun one, James. Thanks for subscribing, though, because you have to subscribe to do that. But uh, now you're going to be gone. I don't need that. But you're you suck, <laughs> too, especially if this is you drafting this team. But you can watch. You can watch, James. Have fun. McCoy is the AZ play anyway. No, it's Clayton Tune. We've talked ourselves into Clayton Tune. Yeah, there we go. It's all bully James here as he can't talk back in the chat. I think it's funny though that you have, you have to be a subscriber for five minutes here, like during the live streams. So he's just subscribed for five minutes, getting angry, getting worked up. <laughs> and then that's it. And then that's it. But sorry if this is your team. If this is your team, man, like go try try a different something. Try something. <laughs> go go work in the wood shop. I don't even know. Um. All right. <laughs> this is uh not. I'll tell you what. For stacking the Cardinals, this is as much as you should stack the Cardinals. Marquise Brown. That's it. Um. I could maybe use another running back. Obviously, going to do some Arizona stuff coming up in a little bit. Uh, Jeff Wilson makes no sense for me. Let's do Ty J Spears. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, I think this was the correct way to stack Arizona, though. I will say that firmly. The best way to stack Arizona is to just take Eagles. That's your lesson for the day. If he built a two QB with Allen and Kyler, I'd be on board. I think that would be logical. I think even the Allen Prescott would have been okay because he does have Tony Pollard, but you know, then you got to get Gallup. You got to get Schoenmacher. You got, you got to do a million different things to make the seam work and that team did not work. So if James is mad because he is Sheehan's then sorry, dude, but I can only assume that just felt like the, <laughs> the comment of a man who has been bullied over the course of an hour <laughs> on the street. But that's showbiz baby. And honestly, too, like, you know, anybody can be a, a better drafter. Like, I hope that I see she hands in a room and then they do rip off like a good draft. Um, this wasn't it. This wasn't it. And James, probably a terrible drafter, too, but he can do one. And I'd be like, good team, James. It's all about the teams. I don't know. I don't care about people. 
I only care. I, I only see people as a construct of the best ball teams they draft. That's why I can never be from Arizona. <laughs> be like, oh, why do people draft best ball teams like this? <laughs> no. Let's cut that cord fast. Had to be. Had to be. It's just, I can't imagine getting that angry and being, again, and being subscribed for five minutes. Like I can tell you, man, if I don't like a stream, I don't watch five minutes worth. I just go like, okay, I, I had my day. Had my fill of this streamer. I don't need to be angry about it. I need to be angry about people taking Kyler Murray for no reason. That's what I save my anger for. Let it store up. And then when somebody takes Kyler Murray ahead of ADP, who would have, who is taking Kyler Murray ahead of ADP these days? Like that is just, that's poor form, poor form, man. Jalen hurts is going to be the one carrying this team. As if that wasn't going to be the case either way, I guess <laughs> would be, be the counterpoint. Okay. How are we going to how are we going to salvage this here? I think we're just going to go 2QB with Clayton Tune. I think that's the move. Why is Sam Laporta still here? Ugh, I have to bet on Detroit. This is too good of a pick. I I like him better than Trey McBride by a pretty wide margin. I'm taking Laporta. Fuck this Cardinal stack bullshit. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I didn't want like again. I wouldn't stack the Cardinals normally anyway. But I am. I'm going to finish this off. I'll. You know. I don't want to put my players in the queue because old Sheehan's here might start tilt sniping them. That would also make sense too. He was angry in the chat, waiting for the five minutes before he can leave an angry chat, and he's like, "Fuck this guy. He's drafted Cardinals. I'm going to take Kyler Murray and show him." Now he's going to draft Keontae Ingram, Greg Dortch. That's a good point. Even if I don't take a QB, two players is still a stack. Honestly, doing a single player, a single QB, rather Jalen Hurts build on a team where I'm supposed to be stacking Cardinals is kind of funny, <laughs> I think. Man, I don't know this Smitty. I feel like I'm really missing out with who this Smitty guy is. The only Smitty I know is the one that I used to do shows with at Barstool, who I, who great guy. I think I just had a second kid. That's that's the Smitty I choose. Not my Smitty hashtag, what is what I would say to this YouTuber that I don't know. Shouts all the streamers out there. A lot of fun, you know? A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of fun hanging with your friends, drafting some teams. That's what we do here. <laughs> Hertz plus tune is the same as solo Hertz anyway. You know, maybe, but what if it's not? Did you ever think about that? Hmm. All right. Let's see. We got Dorch still around. Michael Wilson still around. Which one? I kind of think we go with the young guy. I think we go with Michael Wilson. Anybody feel differently in chat? I mean, I don't know if the, the delay will catch you guys in time, but... You really feel Dorch. Time in now or forever hold your peace. All right. No, it's Michael Wilson time. 
I don't really like Greg Dorch, if I'm being honest. He is he is young and tall. Yeah, Wilson. There we go. Uh, that's a good call by Ross. Dor Dorch is a direct pivot off of Rondale. But in terms of like, if you are, again, planning for the future here and Rondale's hamstrings and are always bad, I don't know. You can make the case for Dorch and Wilson, but Wilson just got the high draft pick. Like Wilson is kind of the poor man's Jonathan Mingo in terms of like, I didn't hear anything about Michael Wilson. I heard nobody talking about him. He didn't jump out in any data or anything, but he got drafted just highly enough that it's like, oh, we probably need to keep an eye on this guy more. Um, I don't think Michael Wilson should go undrafted all the time, but I think Arizona sucks. So, you know, your mileage may vary. That's the best way to sum up the the big Greg Dorch versus Michael Wilson debate. I have no opinion on either. <laughs> I think that's that's perfectly fine. But yeah, so what I was thinking about doing was I was going to take Trey McBride late and then maybe not take another receiver. Um, but because Laporta fell so much, I I don't know why Laporta is falling here. Like he's normally going in the 160s. He fell to 188 here uh, because I had that bet on David Montgomery earlier. That was why uh, we're making a concentrated bet on Detroit here. Uh, no, no Dallas springbacks or anything, but that's fine. Wow, this this Smitty character really getting beaten up in the chat. I don't know. I don't usually like to beat up on people that I haven't seen their work yet, but I trust your guys' judgment for sure. More of a more of a film room guy is Michael Wilson. Savvy routes and hand fighting from Wilson. I do like I do like hand fighting. It's one of the things that I like with Cedric Tillman, uh, but he also had the data that made me go like, ah, oh, that guy's pretty good. Yeah, I think Michael Wilson's absolutely draftable. Honestly, like I know I took Marquise Brown. You can make the case that for what I think of Arizona, Michael Wilson's probably the best draft pick at, for this stack because of the fact that like he'll just be out there. If the team is garbage, like they'll be like, oh, Rondale hurt his hamstring again. We can't play him. Oh, D Dorch. I don't know. Dorch. Honestly, though, Dorch will be out there. Dorch and Wilson, I guess. Like, if you're going to take Cardinals, maybe that's the move. I might have fucked this up by just not going, fuck it. I'll take nobody from the Cardinals and just take Michael Wilson, Dorch, and Trey McBride late. Now I'm really conflicted if I should also just keep this as a one QB build. Because, like, well, Jalen Hurts, bye week is 10. Clayton Toon's bye week is 14. Yeah. You know what? Let's say Keontae Ingram. Do, uh, no, no, no. Let's do Clayton Toon. I'm going to get a share of Clayton Toon. I think he's a good player. I want a ceremonial Clayton Toon share. Clayton Toon! That's the... <laughs> da, 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 da. Clayton Toon! Ah, the Clayton Toon horn's been sounded. There we go. This, though, if you were going to do a 1QB build, this was the time to do it. I will say that. Jimmy G will be your week 17, $3 million man. I think it's possible. I really think that Colt, I know I'm biased. I get it. I, look, I have, I have the jersey right here whispering to me throughout the show. Um, I really do think that Colts Raiders will be a high octane week 17 game. I, I really, really believe that. Or it'll just be dog shit ugly and I'll be wrong, I guess. Thank you. Clayton Toon will be the guy I need. 
All right. Well, oh, this guy hasn't done drafting it yet. Come on. Come on, knobs. Come on, knobs. We'll do a quick exposure check in as well so you guys can see where I'm at. All right. There we go. Who did he draft? We don't know. Completed. Refresh. Let's name this this beautiful child of ours. Spag Stacks. Harry. Or so. Okay. There we go. Our Arizona stack is done. My exposures. Let's see what we can do here. These are the overalls. Let's go just the BBM. All right. Oh, I guess I guess I might have misquoted the numbers. So QB, Anthony Richardson, number one at 34%. Number two, Patrick Mahomes, big elite QB guy. I am apparently. CJ Shroud, <laughs> the opposite <laughs> of what I just said. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the guy when I take when I don't take Anthony Richardson. Justin Fields, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett. Uh, these are all guys I'm above the field on right now. Running back, Singletary, Bigsby, Jalen Warren, Roshan Johnson, Kendry Miller. Uh, those are the big more than 3X stands. Chase Brown, a 3X stand. J.K. Dobbins, almost a 3X stand. Zach Charbonnet. Um, you can see this is a very firm 0RB portfolio, including 16% Alex Madison at reasonable prices. So we are good on that front for now. Receiver, Pittman leading the way, of course, at 36%. Christian, I don't, to be clear, I don't believe in Pittman this much. It's, this is just an AR proxy, so keep that in mind. Uh, Christian Watson, 30%. George Pickens, 26%. Waddle, 24 Kadarius, Tony, 24 DK Metcalf, 24 Adams, 20 Pierce, 18 So again, very zero RB rooms and uh, some guys I have some stands on. Then a tight end. Mark Andrews is the big stand. Jelani Woods. I don't know. I hope you guys didn't just see me spraying spit out of my mouth. Jelani, <laughs> Jelani Woods, Irv Smith, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, Cole Komet. Um, so nobody here spread pretty thin at tight end, which I think is the way to attack that. But obviously, Mark Andrews is my big lean. I think this is a breakout year for him. So there we go, guys. That's, oh, wait, let's go to this screen. That's it here. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. Of course, subscribe. I saw a chat here. I'm going to pull up. Love Star saying, I just love talking football. If you love talking football, we are talking football here all year round. That is the goal of Splash Play. That is what we do here. Fridays, of course, I'm doing my double spag stacks here. Tuesdays, double headers with Pete. Of course, Pete Overzet, the great one who has taught me everything that I know about best ball and then some. So please come hang out with that one. Follow me at Chris Spags and follow this show at Splash Play Pod. I would appreciate it very much. And again, go to probablyapp.com as well. Get on the wait list on there. We really should have something out. It's going to be this month one way or another, but I'm hoping sooner than that. Uh, but things are looking good on that front. So we'll have an actual product out there and it'll be for free for a little bit before we try to uh, get memberships going. But please go support that because I will be really panhandling for subs based on the how the Football Outsiders payroll situation is going. Uh, but really do appreciate all you hanging out with me. See you guys again soon. Enjoy your weekends. Good luck. Bye. Bye.